Previously on Thomas and the Bible, we continue to read more destructive prophecies against Egypt. The prophecies are the exact same as we've had for weeks now. Even a commentary I read said, and I quote, It is all much to the same purport with what we have had before. And still we are here upon the destruction of Pharaoh and Egypt. But weirdly then says, which is wonderfully enlarged upon. I personally thought it had been well enough enlarged upon for the last three or four chapters. We then finish up with the prophet going to surrounding nations and telling them to repent, because look at all the bad things God says he's going to do. The Thomas Yawn Count of Two. All right, well, that's my kind of intro. It's got an accurate yawn count, and I started the recording with an eyelash in my eye, so that was a good... Okay. <clears throat> Let's try that again, except not, because, uh, you know, that was comedy gold right there. Starting, I mean, how, how does he think of these things? <laughs> starting the podcast with an eyelash in his eye that he's currently dealing with. How do, What will Thomas think of next? Ha! <laughs> that guy. Ha! <laughs> Uh, all right. So yeah, like Harley said, nothing. <laughs> There's that time that nothing happened in the Bible. Um, this seems a little hot. There we go. Turn that down a bit. Um, yeah. So, uh, welcome to my podcast, Thomas and the Bible, where I'll be <laughs> reading from the Bible. We're on a hundred episode 178. Can you guys believe that? 178 episodes of this garbage, and we're still not even done with the Old Testament. In fact, uh, we have countdown time, drum roll. Uh, Harley, feel free to pick this up next time. This makes 20 episodes until the New Testament. That's right. 20 episodes until of the, and we've already done 177. So a close to episode 200, we'll finally get to the only part of the Bible that supposedly matters to most people. Uh, at least most people in this country, I don't know. Well, Jews are not a very large population, uh, so it's probably most people Most people of this book, of the Bible, uh, the vast majority, I think, only care about the New Testament, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that's funny. That's pretty hilarious. And uh, yeah, so we're just now uh, on 178, and uh, we're going to be reading Ezekiel 34 through 37. I'm 37. I'm not old. Old woman. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> just preparing. <clears throat> me, me, me. This has got to be a good one. My last episode, as you'll remember, was really bad. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm finally, finally, after weeks, uh, feeling a little better. I'm not currently in any distress. Um, I know I never was, I, you know, just a little sick, not no big deal. Uh, so it wasn't anything life threatening, but it was voice threatening for a while and was definitely comfort threatening. That last episode, my neck was just exploding. I don't know why just the like pressure on my glands or something. It was, uh, it was pretty annoying. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, prophesy, against the <laughs> nothing can prophesy go wrong against the shepherd no one told me if they got that by the way i'm sure you did somebody but uh i guess by now it's a pretty famous line but it's one of all you know there's a lot of lines that are uh i've always just quoted with like you know my brother or whatever and then they turn out to be these massively famous things um like for instance all of princess bride and i guess that's makes sense i mean if we were quoting it then makes sense that the whole internet is about Princess Bride. But 
then again, like no one else likes anything I like. So <laughs> I pretty much my taste is different than everyone else, except maybe it's just these key things. Like, I mean, obviously everyone loves the Simpsons. So Simpsons quotes are going to be pretty, not to give away what I was quoting, <laughs> but anyway, uh, where nothing can prophesy go wrong. That's prophecy go wrong. Uh, against the shepherds of Israel prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel. Woe! Woe be to the... I'd like to think it's that kind of woe, like a surfer kind of... Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Hmm. Ye eat the fat, and ye clothe you with wool. Ye kill... Oh, guess what, guys? Oh, oh, guess what? We've got another, uh, you know, analogy or... Um, allegory or whatever, whatever you would call it, where you just talk about something that's obviously something else, but not, I don't know what the technical literary device is here. There's probably some distinctions that I'm, I'm sure make sense. I don't mean to uh, denigrate any, uh, you know, English majors or anything, um, but uh, I don't know them. But anyway, yeah, you just, this is an awesome way. This is a really godly way of communicating. You just make up some story like, you want a guy to do a thing and you're like, remember when the goats didn't do the thing that I'm telling you to do? Yeah. Well, that's like you. <laughs> it's like the least creative thing. <laughs> it's like, uh, they're trying to say, Hey, you didn't, um, you know, you're not, you're not feeding the, you know, like the poor enough. So here's how I'm going to teach you this lesson. God says, well, remember, do you see, look in the valley over there. There's some, uh, there's some cows, you know, that, that they aren't, you know, the, the, the farmers aren't feeding the cows and that's just like you because you don't feed your pork. Like it's, that's all it is. It's just one step away from whatever he's saying. There's nothing, it doesn't. There's no point, like there's no reason the, the, making it into like a shepherd with sheep. It doesn't illuminate anything like we, we get it. Just you're you're a tiny transparent step away from just literally saying, guys, feed the people. <laughs> like That's it. So weird. Anyway, what if I like any time that I had a. You know, I wanted to tell somebody something. I just use my cats as an example. <laughs> like at work, someone doesn't understand something. Well, that was like that time my cat didn't understand how to do this. It's like, yeah, you mean I don't understand it? Yes, you don't understand. It. Anyway, uh, and they were scattered because there's no shepherd, and they be and they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherds search for my flock. But the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God. Is there anyone so dumb in the audience that they're still thinking he's talking about sheep? They're like, their minds are blown. You know, it's like the end of like uh, 
usual suspects for them. <laughs> when, when God's like, and I got news for you. The sheep are you. Everyone's like, oh, no. He was talking about us the whole time. I thought he was talking about sheep. No way. Uh, oh, my God. This God blows my mind. It's why he's so great. Is that what their reaction would be? Like they're losing their minds over it? Maybe. It's early times for, you know, writing. Writing wasn't that old back then, I guess. Thus saith the Lord God. <sighs> There's one. Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more, for I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may not be meat for them. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them out to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in a good pasture upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon a <laughs> fat pasture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fat pasture. Um, <clears throat> they shall feed upon the mountains of Israel. Still a little kind of sickish, I guess. <clears throat> I will feed my flock and will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which is lost and bring it again, that which was driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. As for you, O my flock, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I judge between cattle and cattle, between rams and the he-goats. Seemeth it a small thing unto you to have eaten up the good pasture, but ye must tread down with your feet in the residue of the pastures. And to have drunk in ye wives, foul the residue with your feet. And as for my flock, they eat that which ye have trodden with your feet, and they drink that which ye have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God unto them, Behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat cattle and the lean cattle, because ye have thrust with side and with shoulder, and pushed all the diseased with your horns, till ye have scattered them abroad. Therefore will I save my flock, and they shall no more be a prey, and I will judge between cattle and cattle, and I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David a prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken it. And when and I will make with them a covenant of peace, and will cause the evil beasts to cease out of the land, and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods." And I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing, and I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be a showers of showers of blessing. And the tree of the field shall yield her fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase, and they shall be safe in their land, 
and shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and have delivered them out of the hand of those that serve themselves of them. And they shall no more be a prey to the heathen, neither shall the beast of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely where none shall, and shall make none of them afraid. I will raise up for them a plant of renown, and they shall be no more consumed with hunger in the land, neither bear the shame of the heathen any more. Thus shall they know that I, the Lord God, am with them, and that they, even the house of Israel, are my people, saith the Lord God, and ye my flock, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. All right, that's the end of 34. So what happened? Um, the people, it's, it's, it's basically, uh, are you sitting down? Is everyone sitting down securely fastened in whatever chair, seat, car, whatever? Are you securely all tidy, like nice and tight, fastened into your seat? It was a prophecy. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Room spinning. Room spinning. Oh, my God. Let me settle down for a second. Yeah, it was a prophecy. And uh, it was the people are to be destroyed or restored to their land. And uh, the people, <gasps> so I am really tired. You know, I still haven't gotten over daylight savings. I would rant about it now, but I'm going to save that for comedy shoeshine. Actually missed this week of comedy shoeshine because partly because of daylight savings. Like I was so messed up with my sleep schedule that, and you know, we just couldn't find the right time and we're too tired. I didn't want to record like a really tired, bad episode. So uh, that's part of it. But anyway, Look for uh, next, this coming Monday, or Sunday night even, Comedy Shoeshine with a rant about uh, Daylight Savings Time. So that's a bonus sneak peek there. Anyway, all that happened in Ezekiel 34 is that, uh, you know, it's like the people weren't feeding the poor and the needy and all that. So God's going to sort out the fat people and the strong people. He's like, you guys are dead because you had too much to eat. And he's going to save all the poor people. So I guess decent message. Ezekiel 35. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir and prophesy, prophesy against it and say unto it, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against thee and I will stretch out mine hand against thee and I will make thee most desolate. I will lay with thy cities waste and thou shalt be desolate and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Because thou hast had a perpetual hatred and hast shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. Therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will prepare thee unto blood and blood shall pursue thee and uh, Sith. Huh. Sith, thou hast not hated blood. Even blood shall pursue thee. Sith. I don't know what that means. I'd search Sith, but I have a feeling I'm not going to get the uh, the definitions, the results, the Google results that I want. Thus will I make Mount Seir most desolate, uh, cut it off from that from him that passeth out and him that returneth. And I will fill his mountains with his slain men in thy hills and in thy valleys. And in all thy rivers shall they fall that are slain with the sword. And I will make thee perpetual desolations, and thy city shall not return. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. 
Because thou hast said, These two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it, whereas the Lord was there. Therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will even do according to thine anger, and according to thine envy which thou hast used out of the hatred, out of thy hatred against them. And I will make myself known among them when I have judged thee. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, and I have heard all thy... There's a lot of prophesying. There's a lot of prophecy that goes something like, Oh, such and such will happen, such and such. And on that day, then you'll know that I am the Lord. Finally, finally, after all this time, we'll, we'll, at last we'll know who the Lord is. Couldn't you just tell the people you're the Lord? Couldn't you just say, hey, guys, by the way, I'm the Lord, and uh, do it in a way, you know, you're God. I don't know if you know that. Uh, God. Hi, God. Meet God. You're God. Um, sorry, scratching my back. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you know that. You are all-powerful, God. Uh, God, meet God. Meet you. You're all-powerful. Uh, you know everything. And, uh, you know, you know exactly what it would take for everyone to know that you're the Lord. But you seem to fail to do so. So, just a little tip. Just tell people you're the Lord. Enough with the, oh, on that day, then you'll all know that I'm the Lord. Just tell us. Just talk to us. Um, I don't know where I was. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, and I have heard all thy blasphemes, blasphemies, which thou hast spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying, They are laid desolate, they are given us to consume. Thus with your mouth ye have boasted against me, and have multiplied your words against me. I have heard them. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord God, When the whole earth rejoiceth, I will make thee desolate. And thou didst rejoice at the inheritance of the house of Israel, because it was desolate. So will I do unto thee. Thou shalt be desolate, O Mount Seir. And all Edumia, even all of it, and they shall know that I am the Lord. All right, so what happened there? Um, Let's see, 35. So basically it's just a prophecy against Edom, and that's it. <laughs> Look at my notes here. There's a prophecy against Edom. <laughs> Woo, exciting times in the Bible, guys. Oh, man, what a crazy book. All right, 36. This one seems longer. Also, thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Now he's talking to the mountains now. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy hath said against you, Aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate, it's all you every time that you be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and are taken up in the lips of talkers, and are in infamy of the people. Therefore, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God to the mountains, and to the hills, and to the rivers, and to the valleys, and to the desolate wastes, and to the cities that are forsaken which became a prey and derision to the residue of the heathen that are round about. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen, and against all Idumia, which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their heart, with despiteful minds, to cast it out for a prey. 
Prophesy, therefore, concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains, and to the hills, and to the rivers, and to the valleys. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousies and in my fury, because ye have borne the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up mine hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. For behold, I am you, and I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it, and the city shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded. So it sounds like more of the same bullcrap. Um, so basically, let's see. Uh, God is promising favor to Israel. Um, the the land, you know, eventually will, they'll get the... It's the same crap. It's all the same crap. It's the same stuff over and over. The land will be delivered. Someday they'll get land. Um, it'll all be great. And uh, everyone with the bad people will suffer. It's the same crap. I'm not even going to bother. And I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old estates, and will do better unto you than at your beginnings. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Yea, I will cause men to walk upon you, even my people Israel, and they shall possess thee, and thou shalt be their inheritance, and thou shalt no more henceforth bereave them of men. Thus saith the Lord God, because they say unto you, Thou land devourest up men, and hast bereaved thy nations. Therefore thou shalt devour men no more, neither bereave thy nations any more, saith the Lord God. Neither will I cause men to hear in thee the shame of the heathen any more. Neither shalt thou bear the reproach of the people any more. Neither shalt thou cause thy nations to fall any more, saith the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwell in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. <laughs> yeah. Wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land, for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. And I scattered them among the heathen, and they were dispersed through the countries, according to their way and according to the doings I judged them. And when they entered unto the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. And when they said unto them, These are the people of the Lord, and are gone forth out of his land. But I had pity for mine holy name, which the house... You know, it just occurred to me, and this could be a little gross, apologies if so. But there's so much in the Bible, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. They, they had this whole, like, it's kind of a, honestly, I'm sure you've noticed, is a major theme of the Bible that women are unclean when they're on their periods. Like, they're, they're like, disgusting and, like, you have to, <laughs> they, like, can't be in the city. <laughs> they have to, like, leave your house and go to a leper colony to be on your period, pretty much. Not exactly, but kind of. Um, and they're unclean, all that. It's like, you, you do go number two every day if you're a guy though, right? I mean, is I would, you know, that's kind of grosser to me than, you know, just a little period, which, you know, totally normal. I Well, they're both totally normal, but it's like, which is worse? You know I mean? I, uh, I don't know. That's not, 
I, I don't get how they can think of themselves as like so clean and women as so dirty. It's like, yeah, but does the Pope shit in the woods, as they say? Like, the, <laughs> you know, like that's you're not clean. Plus, I mean, I, I wonder with the diets back then too. Who knows? Who knows what awfulness was happening? Just terrible, terrible. But that's exempt. That's okay. Uh, I don't know. Kind of weird. Random thought. Little, uh, little uh, juvenile. I know. But I was just thinking, like, because they just talked about, oh, you're as unclean as a woman when she's, you know, on her period. It's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I think humans are unclean pretty much every day, and uh, no big deal. I, I don't think uh, you know. Anyway, just random thought. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God: I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. I wonder, sometimes I wonder, again, more, this is just stupid thoughts, stupid thoughts. But I wonder how influential, like, in the, you know, as religion evolved, as this particular religion evolved, I know not one person was in control of it, but there may have been figures that were more in control, that had a heavy influence on it. And I just wonder if, like, what if one guy was really, like, just not into vaginas? Maybe he was even gay, I don't know, but... Not necessarily, just not into vaginas at all, not having it. And like, he just, just because of that historical accident of this guy, like he wrote all this stuff about women being unclean and people, since people kind of believed in the book and they believe the miracle of it and God, you know, they're like, well, okay. I mean, I've never, I've always kind of liked vaginas personally, but I I guess, I guess if you say they're unclean, then there's all right. God says so. And what can I do? I mean. My hands are tied. My vagina's tied. I, I I know this is a totally idiotic thought, but sometimes I just wonder, what if there is something like that? Like the circumcision thing. That had to be like one dude's idea, maybe two. You know, that's not, that's not a, na- you know, there's a lot of stuff that naturally evolved in religion, I'm sure, just, you know, like language. We all know, or we should all know, or, you know, it's, here, let me tell you. No one made up words. I think uh, Dennett said this, and I think it's just a fact of linguistics. Like Shakespeare made up a lot of words, sure, but no one like made up words. They just have co-evolved. Everybody kind of communicate. Communication as a whole evolved into these words. Very few words are coined, as they say. And I know that's probably true about religion. Very few customs or whatever. I'm sure they evolve or what. But since it is all made up BS, like I bet you there was one guy who occasionally had like a lot of influence on it, you know, maybe, I don't know, is it Moses? Is it Abraham? Is it whoever? But it's, it's just funny to think like their weird quirks could have been just accidentally like influenced a ton of people, you know, (laughs) some guy who didn't like his foreskin was like, let's chop this crap off. I don't like it. (laughs) Everyone else was like, what? Uh, uh, All right. I mean, if that's what God said, I guess we have to, I've always been fine with my foreskin personally. For I will take you among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you unto your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you <laughs> and you shall be clean from all your filthiness. Yeah, for like, you know, 10 minutes. You're just giving us a spritz of water, just a sprinkle of water. I don't even know that we'll be clean. We'll be slightly damp, I guess. I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. <laughs> 
and a new spirit. Well, again, I've been on a pacemaker for a while, so I'm glad. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. <laughs> Who would have thought this stone heart I made, this artificial, my first attempt at an artificial heart was stone. Didn't work. Didn't work all that well. So I'm glad God's replacing it. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave you to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God, <laughs> if you'll have me. I will also save you from all your uncleanness, and I will call for corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field that ye shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathen. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. Not for your sakes do I do this, saith the Lord God. Be it known unto you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways. <laughs> he can't even toss us this bone. God is telling us that, oh, one day everything's going to be fine. It'll be all right. You know, like I'll give you the land. And then he has to throw in there, guys, in case you were wondering, oh, it's not because you were any good. Like <laughs> definitely, he literally said this just now. Definitely, you know, loathe yourselves like this. You suck. You guys are terrible. In case you thought I was giving you your land because, like, you did a good job, <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you guys are crap. Uh, but let's see if he goes on to say what his reasons are. Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, he says. Thus saith the Lord God, in the day uh, that I have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the wastes shall be builded. And the desolate land shall be tilled, whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that pass by. And they shall say, this land that was desolate is become like the Garden of Eden, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced, and are inhabited. Then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places, and plant that that and plant that that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. So the Lord never ended up saying his reasons. I'm guessing it's something like, oh, for my image, like my <laughs> my public relations. Like I don't want to be, I don't want to be the god of the failure of a people who don't even have their own place. So uh, this isn't this isn't anything you guys did well. It's uh, it's just uh, you know I don't want to look like a loser god around all the other gods. You know, come come uh, Christmas. When we go home, um, thus saith the Lord God, excuse me, something in my throat. I will yet, uh, for this be inquired of the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase with them, them with men like a flock as the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem and her solemn feasts show. So shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men and they shall know that I am the Lord. All right. Our last book. 37. So 36, just to make sure we covered that. People are, yeah, people are reminded of how crappy they are, uh, but it's okay because God, for his own personal reasons, will make things better. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, man, it's funny. All right, 37, last chapter of the night. Let me get a nice gulp of water. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, is this the... <laughs> guys, guys, it's the dry bones. I know this. 
Them bones, them bones, them dry bones. I'm pretty sure that's that, right? Let's see. Let's check on 37. God restores dried bones to life. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and where are these bones today? Uh, do they, they should still be dancing, dancing around, like crackling, you know, click clacking around somewhere. These bones, shouldn't they? I mean, well, let's read the story. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, and set me down in the midst of a ba- valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass them by roundabout, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and they were very dry. <laughs> just in case, <laughs> guys, just in case you thought, like, well, were the bones a little wet? What was the moisture level on these bones? I mean, it's not that hard to revive slightly moist bones. No, no, I assure you, they were quite dry. Oh, okay. Well, the, go on then. <laughs> and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Live And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Why are you asking me? You know everything. (laughs) And he said unto me, Prophesy among these bones, upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then if it were me, I would have been like, can't you just tell them that? You just said it. Uh, Do I need, really need? Okay, I get it. You're all powerful. You're all powerful. I get it. It's so cool. All right. Oh, bones. Um, Anyway, sorry, I'll read out. (laughs) Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. What is breath going to do in bones? Is that going to do something? So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, boned his bone. <laughs> and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them. Hmm. Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, so that they may live. What if the bodies here, because we don't know who these people are, these bones, what if they're real assholes? (laughs) And then God brings them back to life, and they're like total dicks. They like text and drive, and... Don't pay attention. Park like assholes. Ezekiel's going to feel pretty dumb. He's going to be like, well, that was a ripoff. Uh, I would rather those bones have just stayed dead. <laughs> then he said unto me, oh, sorry. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say. Our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. Get up out of your graves, everyone, and bring you into the land of Israel. So, interesting. So he's going to bring everyone to life at some point. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. So this is an interesting point. Very, very, very interesting. Guys, alert. Alert, alert. So this is like they say, uh, the Jews have no afterlife. This part of the Bible doesn't really have an afterlife. So everyone's going to die. They're going to become some dry bones. And co- unless, of course, you're, I don't know, crushed to death, burned to death, any other, just anything. Um, <clears throat> so I wonder if burial is important to uh, Jews. I don't know. But uh, once, uh, you know, God is decided, once God's ready, 
you know, he's taking his sweet ass time, obviously. But once he's once he feels ready, once he feels we deserve it, I say we. I'm not a Jew. Um, he's gonna take all the Jews and and take bring them all to life out of their graves, and they're gonna dance out of their graves, and then they're gonna live. And uh, what they do then, I don't know. And shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Oh, they'll have their own land finally. The land of the skeletons. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Now, what if you wake up? You're a Jew, right? You you die, whatever, a million years ago. What if you wake up and you're like, you know, I was fine, dead. Like, it was totally cool. <laughs> it was like you were sleeping. You're like, ah. Well, now I have to get up and, like, do stuff. You know, God, you can just leave me dead. I didn't notice. I didn't notice then. You know, I, as as they, they always say, did you notice before you were alive? No. Well, yeah, I'll just kill me. I don't know. Just leave me dead. Because if I'm a skeleton now, I'm a dancing skeleton, something bad could happen to me. I don't know. There's no guarantee you're not going to change your mind and be like a dick god again. So uh, just go ahead and leave me dead, if you don't mind. I was fine. I, was t- I didn't even notice. I did not notice that I was dead. I was totally cool. Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. <clears throat> then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. And join them one unto another. Unto, is this going to come to life now, too? It's going to be like a stick figure, a stick body. And they shall become one in thine hand. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not shew us what thou meanest by these? <laughs> yeah. So the people are like, what, is the, what do these sticks mean? What is this? What are you doing? Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. And the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thine hands before their eyes. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them in their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king to them all. And there shall be no more two nations, neither shall they, sorry, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore. So all it takes is a miracle where you mash two sticks together. That's <coughs> that's all it takes for like the two kingdoms to reconcile or whatever. Just two sticks. That's not that hard. You could probably carve sticks a certain way so they go together pretty well, you know? Like if you get the right wood. And then you wouldn't need this elaborate miracle. Anyway. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with the detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them. So they shall be my people, and I shall be their God. And David, my servant, shall be king over them, and they shall have one shepherd. And they shall also walk in my judgments, and observe my statutes, and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them evermore. All right. So forevermore. Sorry. That's the end. Uh, so that's what happened. There's some boring crap about what's going to happen. Oh, I want to thank my patrons. I think it's been a while since I've thanked you guys by name. So I just want to make sure I do that. You guys make the show go round. You guys are the best. You're the best of the best. I think I had a new one. Let me check. Who was new? Who is new? Uh, I think I thanked... <laughs> I think I think I thanked Brian Johnston. Uh, thank you if I didn't. And then TJ goes by TJ, first name Troy. I will respect your TJ name since that's your public name and not, not give the rest of your name, but TJ. Uh, thank you so much for coming on board the Patreon. I really appreciate it. And uh, let me thank my top patrons. Ooh, Katie Quiznos, top patron currently. All right. Thank you, Katie Quiznos. You're the best. Marcel, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love Marcel. Camel Pope, Charles Bangwiener, <laughs> for the two funniest names. John Bodley, Tom Chambers, Brian Garefort, uh, Lee Primesberger, John P., uh, probably top all-time patron John P. for T and the B. Just wanted to... You know, uh, point that out because uh, thank you, John P. I really appreciate it. Uh, D- David Vander Vlies, Travis Peterson, and uh, Araberto, honorable mention. Thank you guys very much. You make the show happen. The show will literally stop if I lose patrons. <laughs> if it weren't for the patrons, the show would be no more. It would not exist. Uh, so thank you. And uh, by the way, if if we want uh, extra episodes, you know, we need we're a ways from it, but. Uh, Free bonus episodes, which, um, you know, someday if we, if we do bonus episodes, I'm liable to finish the Bible pretty quickly. Uh, in which case, you know, I'm moving on to another book after this, I will do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, so the bonus episodes would carry forward if the, uh, if the goal stayed the same. So just throwing that out there. So patreon.com slash T and the B, if you're interested at all in that, thank you very much for listening. This episode, I think I, if I may say so myself, more than made up for the terrible episode last week when I was sick. I think this was a fun one. It was a good one. I had a good time. And uh, I hope you did too. And I will see you guys uh, next a week. I'm just waiting for the music to get loud enough to leave. Okay, see you later. <laughs>